All right, welcome to the In Within Monday blogcast. I'm glad you could join us. Uh, like I said, we will be doing blogcast uh, periodically through the week, so just watch out for it. Uh, we will definitely announce it. Uh, today, I wanted to give you some things that we have been discussing on Facebook. Uh, me and some of my friends, primarily Carol Ray and others, and it's pertaining to uh, the prices of gasoline and petroleum and also uh, the market. And as you know, the market is reaching up to about 18000 uh up into record highs, and petroleum is also uh, going to record lows. So we've got, you know, uh, interesting dichotomy between the two having a major shift, which uh, could be indicative of investors running from, uh, from Europe into American markets, away from... Uh, oil or petroleum-based uh, companies and corporations in Russia. and But I think it's more than that. There's something very odd, something very strange that is taking place that I can't, I can't quite put my finger on. And, and we're trying to watch it closely because it's, uh, it's, it's having an impact on world economics and it will continue to have an impact on world economics. Uh, right now crude is at I think $47 a barrel. Uh, I had predicted it would get into the 40s. And of course some people called me crazy but uh like i said there's something very bizarre going on and and i wanted to advise you to keep keep advised of it as well uh you know usually when you have a jump or a peak in the markets like we have had uh last week and perhaps the week before you know at some point you're going to have a downturn and, you know, it's uh, what's frightening about this, uh, this downturn. Could it be a result of uh, fossil fuels? And there's already talk now among the Democrats in Congress, of course, that they're going to add a 12 cent fuel tax on the already lowered prices of gasoline. Okay. I mean, they see this as an opportunity to gain more revenue, of course, by marking or putting the prices back up, you know, uh, to more like where they were. Now, uh, let's not give the taxpayer a break. Let's just go ahead and stick it to them like we always have. Now, one of the odd things I wanted to point out about this is that uh, with the lower petroleum prices, 
you got to keep in mind goods and services. You know, goods and services, you know, are based on uh, crude. Because let's face it, most of our plastics, everything that we produce, pretty much that is contained in plastics, are petroleum-based. And that cost isn't translating into goods and services. So that, well, plus two, it, it really hasn't had a chance. But the thing that really confuses me is that Saudi is intentionally taking a financial hit on these oil prices. So, there's a game being played, and I can't put my finger on it. Well, I can, but I don't want to get into the speculative area of, you know, the IMF and uh, trying to move this in a world currency reserve just yet. Now, you know... We know it's coming, and what I feel may happen is as the petrodollar declines, now remember with these crude prices being as they are, there's there's fewer and fewer petrodollars being traded, okay? Also keep in mind we have trillions and trillions of dollars printed up that are in reserve and so if we start bringing those dollars into out of reserve into the system into the free market system what will happen you'll be drowning in paper i mean pretty much literally you'll have more paper than you have goods and what that will mean is that your that paper may say its face value is a hundred dollars, but in actuality, it's not worth a hundred dollars because there's the goods are disappearing off the shelf faster than you know the money can purchase it. So it's. A very scary time because this is having a global impact. Just it, it just don't think about it as having an impact on the United States. It's having a global impact. It's also uh, certainly affecting Russia, which, you know, uh, Carol Ray and I were talking about it. Now, keep in mind, Putin walked out of the G20 meeting in November, Apparently, they were discussing something that he didn't agree with, and he walked out of the G20, and and some of these things... Well, this started materializing shortly after that, which uh, Russia is a major oil producer, and, of course, they cannot compete with $47 a barrel. So it it really hits them hard in their their economy, 
and has done what I'm saying. What may happen in the United States, it did to the ruble. Okay? And at some point, there will be a change. And you should be aware of that, that change is coming in the financial markets. It's going to have an impact on every single one of us. It's going to have an impact on your your checking, your savings, your 401k, your Roth IRA. It doesn't matter. Any, any money you have... Uh, basically, in banking or in investments, you know, you're going to be affected by this. I can't tell you where to put your money. But I can tell you this, that uh, people will begin to to look for commodities. You know, commodities being, if you own a farm... Um, you're in good shape because those are I mean basically that's commodities it's food it's milk it's things that people need in order to survive and uh, you know we're looking at maybe uh, bartering perhaps I'm saying worst case scenario Uh, the biggest problem is is that uh, people especially millennials have most of them have never even heard of a depression or they have no clue what a depression entails so we're looking you know and that's the other thing it strikes me that uh, the administration and those who are race baiters and race mongers have been steering, you know, the proverbial kettle of racial dissent at a time prior to this going on. And believe me, I know all about psychosocial behavior, and I know they have them, you know, the so-called experts in the White House and around the White House, for instance, Cass Sunstein, uh, knowing how to manipulate the dullards of the country. So, you know, I said last year that I wasn't going to talk politics, blah, 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 blah. But this isn't politics necessarily. This is, you know, having to do with most of our daily lives and our survival so i wanted you to know that simply because uh you know the old saying is uh be prepared for the worst you know pray for the best but be prepared for the worst uh the old saying goes in uh you know you'll be okay and also with like-minded people you know you don't want to hang around people that you know are going to potentially rob your what you've planned in order to uh 
survive what may come, knowing that something's not right. And, you know, there are things going on that are very confusing, and and a lot of them are centered around, quite frankly, the G20, the IMF, the World Bank, and, of course, we can't forget our ever-beloved United Nations. And they have a goal to meet, which is 2030. And, well, like I said, every 15 years is a milestone within their project plan. 2015 is one. And then you have 2030 being one. You can go back from 1992 and trace it all the way back from Rio to current day and see the progression of where they wanted to be uh, before, you know, the cards come tumbling down. And there was an interesting article that I read yesterday, you know, what the world will look like in 2030. And someone posted, I think it was Carol may have posted it. And they started mentioning about a single worldwide language. Now, the only other time we had a single worldwide language was in the time of Babylon. And if you remember, when God destroyed Babylon, he confused the languages of those who left Babylon and spread throughout you know, parts unknown. And that is now why we have you know, languages, uh, ancient language like Gaelic, and Latin, you know, you name it, and Greek. Uh, but anyway, 2030 seems to be we're going to try to reestablish that single language once again, and that single language is called Esperanto. And what's coincidental about it is that George Soros's father was very fluent in this language called Esperanto. And George Soros himself is apparently very fluid in speaking this language. And it's made up. It doesn't exist. It's basically a combination of all languages and Supposedly, it's uh, the the way it is or designed is it uses phonetics that, you know, it's easy to learn for all uh, people in order to speak and learn it quickly. Uh, And, you know, as crazy as that sounds, you can look up Esperanto and the National Education Association or their education and they're going to be introducing at some point and some of them already have been as uh, Esperanto as a second language in our schools. 
so we're getting in bizarre times and you know look i'm a christian be the first one to admit it praise god i love jesus christ there's a lot of people out there waiting for a rapture to come and take them away before all everything goes down uh i want them to keep in mind jesus had 12 disciples and if any of them deserve to be spared from bearing our own cross in their own execution i would say it would have been those 12 disciples but well as it were christians are to be tested they have their own cross to bear pretty much says that in the bible we all have our own cross to bear and the decisions we make will of course you know Will you be like Peter and deny Christ three times? And three times is a very, very magic number in 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 the Bible and also in uh, Hebrew as far as their numerology, which is called Germatria. And uh, it's... Uh, I can say no other than we live in interesting times. And, you know, for those who believe in a rapture, you know, you may have to go through some pain and some heartache before you get there. And, you know, just be prepared. And the best thing I can tell you is uh, be prepared. At the same time, pray for deliverance. Yeah, because things are gonna things are gonna get hairy. Things are gonna get rough. I mean, we we're not what's happening and what will happen happen. We're not used to, and it's going to be it's going to be rough. And what's worse than that, you know, when things such as this happen. Breakdown in economies, breakdown in civilizations. Uh, you, you know, you always have uh, unrest, and you always have those who uh, are going to attempt to take from others. And you know, it's just anarchy, chaos, pandemonium. And you know, of course. Uh, will you do what you can to defend yourself and your family? So, I don't want to bring you this news <laughs> at the new year, but at the same token, I have a strong conviction from my Lord Jesus Christ to tell you these things. And, you know, I, I can't explain it. Most people that, you know, are like me have feel the same way. They don't want to tell you these things, but they feel like they have to do it because they're 
they're they're seeing things that they would rather not see. They are the watchers on the wall. And to not bring it to you, we would be in violation of the commandment that we have been given. So, I wanted to bring this news to you simply so you would watch. And, you know, I know a lot of you like sports, you like ball games, and that's all fine. That's a distraction and well-deserved distraction. But at the same token, watch the global picture of what's going on. Uh, but anyway, we're into a new year. And I'm going to tell you, you know, one last word before I go. That uh, I feel personally that the conservative movement, not the Republican movement, but the conservative movement, which is the Tea Party, has prevented this from happening much earlier. Because they have broken from the norms. In other words, the psychosocial uh, eggheads that are in the White House who basically think they know human behavior did not expect that a Tea Party would arise, a conservative movement would arise, and they would stand regardless of whether they were defeated whether they became somewhat downtrodden because of losing. But then again, look at the gains that we have made in in Congress. I mean, it, it has really thwarted, I believe, uh, things getting worse. So don't play the Republican our democratic card that is the game you know be conservative conservative values conservative ethics conservative in the way you live your life conservative in the way you watch television conservative you know every day every minute of your life be proud about it and join all the other conservatives out there who are who would risk everything in order to keep and maintain their country so on that note uh you know I want to bid you adieu and Thursday we hope to have Donnie uh Donnie Touche I believe is how you pronounce his last name. We hope to have Donnie, who is our culinary chef, uh, with us. And I hope to have Carol Ray with us as well, who is, oh man, she's probably one of the most versed, you know, people on global economics, I think, that I've ever, I've ever personally had a chance to talk to. I mean, she knows her stuff. <laughs> it blows my mind. I mean, she could be writing for Forbes or anyone else, you know. But uh, it, 
it certainly is a privilege to know her, and I, I hope we can get her on here Thursday evening. But guys, have a wonderful day. You know, despite what I've told you, all I'm doing is a putting it out there. Uh, you can take it with a grain of salt, and you know. But if you start seeing these things start to develop, you know, just remember what I said. That's all I ask. Anyway, uh, God bless you. Praise God. Praise Jesus Christ. And uh, good evening.